Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host today. Oh, you guys, are you are you guys making it? It's the winter. I know, I know it's tough. Are you guys making it out there? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, some of you, I know you're doing all right and, and, and consider yourselves blessed. Others, hang in there hang in there my friends hang in there we're gonna be all right we're gonna make it we've been through this before we'll do it again okay we'll do it again and and i'm here with you okay i'm here with you i'm going through it i'm experiencing the ups and downs the realities of being a paint contractor not gonna sugarcoat it not gonna pretend like i have everything figured out i don't okay I have days where I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> but then I have days where I remember that this is truly the greatest industry to be a part of. The impact that we have on people's lives, the the changes that they're going through. You know, if you're like me and you're in the residential repaint sector, you're, you're leaning into those folks that are... Um, that that need a change they they've moved maybe they're new to the area maybe they just needed more space maybe they needed less space maybe something happened in their lives where they're starting over and and the only thing that they can do to gain some sense of control over their lives is to renovate their environment to put their personal touch on it and you're a part of that. You're a part of that. I can't tell you how many times I've I've had deep personal connections with my customers. And um, yeah, I remember one time I was uh, painting for a couple that moved in, and, and her husband had been deployed, and um, he was coming back. He was suffering PTSD. Uh, they were trying to do everything they could to make his transition back to civilian life smooth and she was so concerned about sensory overload and concerned about you know the the environment itself and making the home a place that could be relaxing for him for this person that she loved for this person who served our country she needed her she needed my help picking colors and and you know what we picked out a color scheme that she felt really really positive about that's impact. So so keep fighting the good fight. Okay, keep doing this. Hang in there. All right? Hang in there. It's going to be okay. Now, I I've I've maybe said this before and and I and I still believe it. Regardless of what our economy is doing and and actually right now the economy Look, the interest rates have are high, inflation's a little high, but actually the economy's not bad. The economy's not in bad shape. 
that doesn't mean that we're not seeing and experiencing little dips, little corrections. I was uh, I was just in in class the other day, and we were talking about Peloton. If you remember Peloton, um, well, who could who could forget? Who doesn't know about Peloton, right? Um, so Peloton, they they boomed. I mean, they really really boomed during COVID. All those people at home. All those people can't, they can't go to their gym. They're not going on vacation. So what do they do? They invest in the Peloton bicycle. And the folks at Peloton, Peloton, they they projected something like, I don't know, $50 billion valuation. Something like they, they projected way too high because the demand was going crazy. Well, did that demand stick around? No, no, the demand did not stick around. And, and all of a sudden they got into real big trouble because they uh, they they overprojected their their demand. They did not realize that as soon as people could get out of their house, they would, and and that they would stop riding those little bicycles. That's <laughs> that's what happened. They had no they they didn't know. They didn't see it coming. Well, here's the thing: recession or not, we get a slow season every quarter, every four quarters. Q4, it's slow. You got holidays. You got uh, cold weather. Right, our recessions are predictable, but the beautiful thing about our industry is that it is recession resilient. We know how to weather the storm, we know how to get through it. And during those times when we're when we're in the 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 the, the bottom of the valley, I think a lot of us start to panic and we start to take bets and we and we throw money at the problem and we uh, you know, we try to do things that that will move the needle, get jobs flowing again, and and unfortunately, a lot of us end up wasting our money and we end up in a worse position. I don't want you to do that this year. So, what I've done is I've got our our good friends from uh, Ford uh, Media Marketing to to come on, our industry partners to come on and teach us a little bit about how to market in the slow season how to navigate Facebook when you've got a lot of competition and uncertainty and unpredictability I feel like we got a good I, I feel like we got a good expert on today the name is Lucas Jensen uh, very excited to have him before we bring him on of course don't forget to listen to our show listen to this one again and again because I think it's gonna be great um, you can watch it on PCA Overdrive. Uh, you can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. But make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you come back to this source on a, on a regular basis because education is the way through. All right, let's get on with our show and welcome Mr. Lucas Jensen to the show. Welcome to Paint Ed, Lucas. What's going on? Happy to be here. <laughs> Good, good. All right, all right. So, so you guys, uh, I think my listeners know I love having a good Canadian on the show. But you're, you're, who doesn't? Who that's doesn't? right. <laughs> <laughs> I love having a Canadian. But just so you're prepared, this isn't going to be the the show where you get to see where you get to hear a boots and process and and all that kind of stuff. You, you, my friend, are from Montreal, right? Yes, sir. A little bit different of an accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, b- born and raised in Vancouver and then moved here uh, 18 years ago. 
18 years 18 ago, years ago to the, years. the French side of the country. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, so you guys are a, a marketing agency, um, industry partner. You've got, uh, uh, several clients in our, in our sector and it's exclusively painting, right? Yes, sir. How did That's you right. find our niche and, and why did you, why did you decide to tackle, tackle on painting? Yeah. Good question. So, um, we're, your, your intro, we're talking about Peloton and COVID and stuff like that. So we actually started during COVID as well, mm. right? So uh, I have a marketing background from university and um, due to COVID, I lost both my jobs. I was uh, working overseas internationally doing uh, private air shows. Mm -hmm. And then um, obviously due to COVID, we couldn't, we couldn't fly, we couldn't travel. Yeah. So job was, job was out of the ropes there. And then school transitioned fully online fully remote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So all this time on my hand, you know, what, what do you do as a 20 year old with all this time on your hand and online school? Right. Right. So I um, out. had an had a niche to scratch there. So um, I started a marketing agency, took took my university background, started a marketing agency. And uh, originally, I had a passion for fitness. So mm -hmm. I began in the fitness industry. Oh, right? I see. Yeah. Yeah. So um, gyms opened back up. So September, 2020, I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, this is the time. Um, so I started my marketing agency targeted towards gyms. Yeah. 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 Right? For sure. what, what can go wrong? What can go wrong? But Canada, <laughs> Canada had our second lockdown. So boom, gyms are done. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, you know, here we go again. So, um, basically I tried to transition rather than panic. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we went broad, right? Sure. Um, and then we landed our first ever painter from a referral from a friend uh, in January of 2021. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so pretty new to the game, but you're, you're finding some interesting, you know, some interesting discoveries. And, you know, as I was talking to you before the show, um, I think that you're, I mean, I've had a lot of agencies on, I've had different people on your strategy actually aligns the most with with my strategy so i'm very curious to see you know how we how we align where we differ um you know with with our with our um audience you know the the paint contractor this time of year is really difficult um because of, of a few things and and i outlined some of these during you know during our uh uh you know before the show pre-show um in in the winter you know the demand is down and uh, people are are not hanging on to their employees. Um, you know, I mean, I think I think a lot of us are having this this uh, you know this struggle. I I am okay. I'll be straight straight up with my audience. I'm having this this struggle keeping folks around, keeping them busy. It is hard. Um, and when the the market is flooded with more painters, that means that you've got more people trying to pick up side jobs. They don't know how to price their work. And so they're underbidding that drives all of our costs down. Um, I mean, this is winter, right? This is, mm -hmm. this is what happens. And so if you are thinking, okay, I got to do something, I got to put more money into Facebook. Well, that's tricky because Facebook is a, it's a, it's an auction, you know, you're bidding against other people. And so if, if you're bidding and e-commerce platforms are bidding now, now our costs driving up. So how can we, how can we come up with a strategy if we're going to use money? And I mean, I'll even ask you, should we be using money at this point or should we, should we be, be thinking of other ways? I know I'm asking a lot of questions here, Lucas, but, um, I think I'm, I'm kind of reflecting the panic that some of us are feeling. Mm -hmm. 
help me calm down here. Help me take a breath. <laughs> what do I need to do? Gotcha. What, what are you spending on your own Facebook ads right now? I well, right, right now, right, right now, this second, this minute. I, I'm this minute. I've, I've got them off. I've got them off. When did you make that switch to turn them off? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to look back. It was, it was a couple weeks ago. Gotcha. And was it like obviously a lead volume issue? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't seeing the direct, um, I wasn't seeing the direct, uh, hits coming from it. Interesting. And yeah. what, what kind of ads were you running? Um, what I typically tend to do is I, um, I, I, I produce content of the job sites. And so this, so this is, this is where it gets interesting because when you were explaining to me your strategy, I was like, oh, that's exactly what I do. Mm -hmm. But but it was slowing down. So so I'm curious, you know, what, what I've got, what I've got going wrong. And and I think for the sake of this, uh, what I'll tell you, you know, for the show, I did not come prepared with all the details. I, I'm the, usually the one asking the questions. Here because, so <laughs> I might not have a lot of a lot of answer for you, but, but I'll tell you what what my strategy is. And, and I do believe in it, but but I'm 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 curious what's going on because I'm, I'm not seeing what I what I was seeing. So yeah, here's what 100%. I do. I create content of the job sites of my people working because i i believe that people want to see the product and the process process of the product um i do believe in engagement i think that engagement creates um a lot of social proof and it it makes the it i think it paves the way for uh for for greater lead generation um then i'm directing them to do a message rather than fill out a form i don't think people want to fill out forms anymore. I think they just want to talk to a real person. So we engage in messages. And then from the messages, I, I try to get them to either a virtual quote or a, uh, um, or a, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, an in-person, an in-person bed. I think I'll, I'll answer you. I think the reason that I slowed them down is that I had, um, a job that didn't cash flow Well, that's what it was. I had a big commercial job. It did not cash flow. Well, we, we ran out of ad spend. That's what happened. Gotcha. Gotcha. And do you have like a rough idea of how much you were spending per month on it? It varied. It varied. It varied. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Gotcha. If, if it was performing, you, you crank it. If not, then you'd send that. That's right. Yep. Copy that. Copy that. Yeah. Job, job site walkthroughs are great. Job site walkthroughs are great. Um, and would you, I know I'm kind of playing the Uno reverse and interviewing you. It's here, killing but... me. <laughs> Uh, you got me. You guys should have heard me before the show. I was a freaking bulldog. I had this guy on his toes, and now he's got me. Okay. I, I thought right. I thought that was the interview before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I mean, you you definitely had the right idea there with the um, the job site walkthroughs. You know, you, you sell people on the transformation, right? Mm -hmm. And then show them the processes so they could kind of imagine that what that would look like in their house. Yeah. Right. They want to know the people that are giving them estimate. They want to know the people that are you know, uh, showing up to produce the work, right? They're not going to invite a stranger in for cookies and milk. You know yes, what I mean? Right. So, um, demonstrating that and portraying yourself as like a trusted company because people are having you in their house already in their local area. Mm -hmm. Um, that's already a step up of what other people are doing of just launching, you know, simple before and afters with nobody else in it. Yeah. Thank you for this or even ads. Money. Yeah. Or even just pure ads with like discounts and stuff like that. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of those. You're not a fan. Me either. Me Because either. I feel like they genuinely attract the wrong type of clientele. Yeah. That are on the market more so for the, 
discount rather than the actual production. Okay. Know? Yeah. So uh, we rarely, rarely, rarely ever offer discounts unless a client's adamant about it. Okay. So, so, so I, I, I pose to you that, that, uh, that the, the strategy that you're using is the, is the one that I'm using. However, I, I dropped off cause, cause I had the cash flow issue with the big job and, uh, and, and then I, I ran out of dollars. So, so that might not be indicative of the actual process and it, and its effectiveness. I'm curious about your, um, your results that you're getting out of folks. I mean, and, and it's okay to sh share the good, the bad, the ugly. If, if it's not working for everybody, we need to know that because the last thing that we can do is, is tell our audience, yeah, go ahead and spend $5,000 on creating content and running ads, and then they've wasted $5,000. Mm -hmm. So so we need to know the reality here. Um, in, in my case, the I can tell you in 2022, the strategy was working really, really well. And, and I can tell you that... Um, I was probably getting uh, messaging conversations um, started for about $24, maybe even 16 at some certain campaigns it was between 16 and $24 talking to a real person who was like, you know, wanted stuff. So, so I thought it was really, really effective. But then, like I said, I hit that, I hit that snag, had to pull back my ad spend. Maybe, maybe, maybe the, maybe I abandoned ship too soon. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think that maybe it wasn't, it could have just been creative fatigue, mm. right? Of the, the audience kept seeing the same thing over and over and over. And the people that would have engaged with that have probably already engaged with that. Oh, interesting. You know, so different creatives, I guess, um, have different people responding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's know, talk so about this. Let's t tell yeah. me, tell me about creative. How should we approach in creative? Cause you said, cause you said, you don't like ads. I don't like ads. Nobody likes ads. As a consumer, I don't like ads, mm -hmm. um, but creative content, you mentioned in before the call, human to human content. Tell me more about this. Yeah. So the whole H2H -H push, human to human, it's, uh, I'm a very, very big adamant. Um, that's kind of what's really kickstarted our process. And then that was like one of our formulas. And then we just kind of fine tuned that and upgraded it as we go um, to integrating automations that kind of sound like a person. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. even though it's fully automated, you still think you're having that conversation with an actual company or actual person in general, right? Yeah. What? So what is what is human commun communication look like? I mean, uh, e even if you weren't automating, it, if you were just being you and you had the time to just you know sit there and answer messages, what what does what does a human connection look like in an online space? Mistakes. 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 Hundred percent. Yeah, people yeah. when the people see mistakes, I think they let their guard down a little bit too. Uh -huh. And if something's perfect vocabulary, uh, with perfect grammar and everything, you're like, okay, that's that's probably automated, you know, okay. or that's a script, right? But if there's a couple like you know, uh, one word misspelled, not throwing you off completely, but just like, it does let their guard down a little bit, or um, a slight delay in response times. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, bang, 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 but yeah. there's a little bit of a response time in there that's like indicative that it's a person responding to them, even though that might not be the case. Sure. Sure. So, um, cause I'll, cause I'll get these Facebook messages in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, I don't want to answer this. You know, should I like wait until the morning? If you have an automation, you won't have to. Um, but it's, it's fully dependent on you, right? I found that the majority of leads on Facebook are coming in between 6 PM to 11 PM. Okay. Because people are, 
you know, relaxing after dinner. It's a home, couch. it's a home problem that they're trying to solve. It's not a work problem. So they're not trying to solve it during the day. Exactly. They're sitting yeah. on that couch and they see that spotty wall and they're like, oh, I gotta, gotta get that done, you know, mm -hmm. and then boom, Torlando's ad pops up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may not be in that full sequence, but you always got to stay top of mind. And if you have even just ads going for just 10 bucks a day, mm -hmm. you constantly stay top of mind. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the ad, the ads themselves, the ad creative, because, uh, you know, when you look at the history of ads, uh, it used to be just in your face, you know, Sunday, 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 you know, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I think we have to get a little more clever. And and I think that, um, you know, just because when people go to Facebook, like, let's talk about that. Why are people there? Why are people on Facebook? To be distracted. Hmm to catch up with friends, see what's happening, you know, be social, right? You call them social platforms, right? Right. And part of that is the reason why we've rolled out the whole messenger objective, because it's a social platform, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're engaging with people in a social interaction and keeping them on the platform socially, right? Yes, yes. So before we get to messenger, let's talk about the the, the thing that's going to spark that initial interest. Because I think with social media, and, and you mentioned this, uh, you know, prior to the call, that that it's all about catching their attention and, and sparking an interest, right? hundred percent. That's, and, that's the main job of social media. Yeah, yeah. So, so how do we, how do we do that through the content that we're producing? Is it the words? Is it pictures? Is it video? What do those, what does that content look like? Help describe, paint a, paint a picture of what this, what the perfect advertisement looks like. Perfect. No pun intended, paint a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically what we have our clients do, is call out their target audience right away. And, and by what we have them do is we send them, you know, scripts and winning formulas for videos, right? And we have them literally pull their phone out, selfie style, and just record a video speaking, mm -hmm. right? And part of that right off the bat is to call out the target audience. So what, what's the town you're operating in? You're, you're painting I'm in Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington. Okay, cool. We have a we have a client up there in Bloomington. Um, Who are they? I'll get... <laughs> <laughs> you know. What yeah. So, um, for example, what it would be would be you would pick up your phone and you call up, "Hey, Bloomington homeowner." Obviously, with enthusiasm, with spruce, you know, pop it out. So that way, if they're scrolling and they see somebody, and they live in Bloomington, and they see an ad saying, "Hey, Bloomington homeowners," it speaks to them a lot louder than if they're saying, if you're just there saying, "Look what we did to this." you know, client's house here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit more targeted and direct to them. Mm -hmm. And so when they see it and they see Torlando coming on here, dropping, you know, some, some value saying, Hey, Bloomington homeowners, they're going to instantly spark an interest because, Oh, that's me. You know what I mean? Right. 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 I live in Bloomington. I own, I own a house in Bloomington. Yeah. You know, yeah. so having that, that, you know, obviously that hook is definitely very, very important. Um, introducing yourself, backing it with social proof, everything, you know, it's just really, it's really, really crucial. Yeah. I, I, I remember when I kind of first discovered this, I was, uh, it was several years ago and I was experimenting with lives, um, Facebook live, and we were doing a house. It was an outside project and, um, I had my crew leader and I was like, all right, uh, I'm going to make you be on this. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, just deal with it. Like, so, okay. Uh, hey, you know, my name is Toledo. Here we are in Bloomington. And, uh, this is our crew leader, Corey. We're working on this house. Tell us a little bit about the process of, of, uh, 
what you're doing. And and this was a a project. I, I, it was back when we were doing uh, lead remediation. So I, I had to be there because I was the you know the certified contractor, and uh, and so I had to do something with my time. So I was doing a lot of video. And uh, so he was talking about the process and what they were doing to uh, uh, remove the, the the lead and strip the paint and all that. And, uh, you know, I put it out there, put a little bit of uh, cash money behind it. And I mean, just a couple of days later, I get a bid for the house next door <laughs> and I go in and I'm like, hey, we're, uh, you know, we're working next door. And uh, she's like, yeah, I know. It's funny as I was like on my computer. And, you know, here's my desk. It's facing this house. And I'm just like, you know, looking at my computer, then I'm on Facebook and then I see your video and I see a house and I'm like, you know, she looks up <laughs> <laughs> and there we are, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that, that's instant trust right there. Boom. That's, that's right. You know? And, and so she, she invited us because, um, you know, because she saw that video and, and I think what I, I mean, what I love about what you're saying here is that, um, you know, you're, you're addressing the audience, you're giving them insight into your workday, you're allowing them to actually see the, the, the process and the product of what they're doing. And, 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 and realistically, you know, look, I, I, I did a, I did a website for a guy one time and, uh, it was a painter and I was like, do you have, you know, do you have photos of your work? And he was like, well, just use these stock photos. And I was like, no, I don't want to use stock photos. He's like, you will just use them. They look nicer. I'm like, yeah, but I could tell that they're stock photos. He's like, look, anything that we, any stock photo that you could put up, we can, we could do it. We could produce it. And I was like, but it's not going to, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. It has to be authentic. Right. And so, um, you know, so, so I, I, you know, in my, if, if I'm anywhere on the website, aside from the blog, cause I do a lot of color, uh, based blogs and so like color inspiration blogs so I'll, so I'll use photos from from actual projects in those but when it comes to like the stuff that we're doing um where it's our people like we're not we're not showing those you know those painters in in overalls and wearing like garden gloves you know like you know those, <laughs> st those stock images <laughs> we're not we're not using those we're using our real people and and the thing is is that if i'm like just think about it if I'm about to spend $10,000 on a service and commit to the full $10,000 before I get the service, I mean, what other product in the world do you buy stuff like that? You don't like you, you know, if, if I were to buy a car, I'm going to test drive that car. I'm going to go in it and smell whether somebody's been smoking. I like, I'm, you know, you, you're going to get a clear picture before you purchase and unless we have that visual visual uh, reflection of the things that are like what our company does, who our people are, who is going to be in your house, that trust factor just can't be built, right? Hundred percent. And if you're doing stock, nobody knows that you could produce that level of work. And stock is so transparent oh, that yeah. it comes to the fact that nobody wants to be the first, mm. right? And if you're they're yeah. seeing stock, they're probably like, oh, new company. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Unless it's like a super, you know, sweet old lady who just hasn't seen stock photos before, you know, yeah. but um, regardless, it's so transparent. And, you know, you being on that crew site uh, or sorry, on that site with your crew and showing that house and putting money behind that led to another book job simply because if you didn't put that out, nobody's going to know you're there. Right.
you know? Right. So you demonstrated that you advertised that properly to the point where the neighbor saw it and was like, Oh my God, damn, I know that house. Yeah. You know, and you could, you could kind of reciprocate that right of introducing where that, you know, in this neighborhood or over here, you know what I mean? And, and be a little bit more uh, detailed about where it is. Right. Because if you try to speak to everybody, you end up speaking to nobody. So if you'd be a little bit more narrow, but broad at the same mm -hmm. time with your approach, you have a ton of success with that. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about, um, you know, what, what to do with the, the copy? I know some people are, um, you know, proponents of conversion copy, the quote unquote conversion copy. Um, you know, the people have different flavors to it. What, what do you, what do you suggest in terms of the copywriting? Introducing yourself, you know, Hey, my name is Torlando and I'm the owner of Craftsman Painter here mm -hmm. in Bloomington, Indiana. Mm -hmm. or in Indiana? Yeah, Indianapolis. Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. yeah, so um, in introducing yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, people prefer to buy from people, mm -hmm. right? And they want to know who's showing up. They want to know who they're having that conversation with, right? They want to feel like they're actively engaging with somebody rather than, like you said, simply submitting a form and, oh, I didn't fill out that form. They forgot about it, you know right. what I mean? But by having that conversation, it sparks more of an engagement and interest by physically dealing with someone. So in terms of copy, we do have a, a call to action, of course, at the end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every marketing message has to have a call to action, right? Um, but we kind of build it more so like a, like a slight introduction about you. Mm -hmm. How many clients have you helped? What services are you offering? You know, why would we choose you, right? You can talk about benefits, liability insurance, you know, guarantees, stuff like that, right? Sure. Uh, and then provide that next step of the call to action. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because I, because in my opinion, and and you know, uh, you you've seen this at, on a broader spec spectrum than I think that I have, um, in in the last year at least, and, and I think that you know, marketing marketing changes every year. I mean, the stuff that you were doing last year sometimes it's not working this year. So so I, I respect your your current um, uh, evidence um, as, as much as I would you know your evidence from 10 years ago, probably more. So, you know, that, that idea of a conversion copy, that idea of, um, you know, those, those traditional, um, signifiers of, of trust building, um, you know, I think that they're beneficial, but I'm also, you know, like, well, again, if they're there, if Facebook is there, people are on Facebook to pass time and to, to just, you know, they're bored or, you know, or they're, or they're just addicted to their phone. There's a lot of that. Um, am I going to really hook somebody? Am I really going to engage them with, you know, the, the history of like, well, I've, I've, I started painting in 2003, you know, at the turn of the century, like, are they really going to be, um, you know, interested in that? Or, um, you know, does it need to feel more um, like, shouldn't, shouldn't our, media be a little more in line with like the general zeitgeist the the um you know the culture itself like mm -hmm. you know should it feel a part of the 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 conversation in a way that's not just a blatant like buy from me or or are we missing an opportunity if we don't say buy from me yeah so like having something a little bit more relevant to what's going on kind of thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. i think I mean, if people are seeing an ad, it's it's their automatic instinct that like obviously they're trying to sell something. Nobody mm -hmm. puts an ad out just just to put an ad out, mm -hmm. right? You you could do that for organic posts, but the actual ad themselves, um, 
you need an offer, hundred percent, right? Otherwise, you're not going to make money back. And if you do, do you put that far do and you, few. Yeah. Do you put that? Do you put the offer in the video itself, or do you put it in the description? Yeah. So honestly, um, when comparing like the success of an ad, the creative, which is like the image or video, is by far the most important. You know, the description could just say whatever. People are going to be more engaged in the actual ad because if you look at the real estate of it. When you're scrolling, there's only two or three sentences, whereas the whole video takes up like 80% of the screen. Yeah. Right. So just by nature, we're going to click the video and watch it or click the photo and see it. Right. And then maybe we'll read the description. But okay. if you have a direct call to action in the video, it's like click the message or click the send message below. Um, and we're happy to reach out and give you a free quote or whatever. Right. Yeah. People will listen to that kind of stuff and actually be more likely to do that if you give them a direct or not order, but a step-by-step -step kind of thing. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Like a, a next step. If you provide them with the next step, they will definitely do that. Okay. And so, and so in your plan, like mine, the next step is to send a message. 100%. Why message versus um, a link to a website or a form? Definitely. So I've found that in the past, um, What's happening is all social media is just being flooded with so many advertisements that instantly like our trust barrier is so low, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And if you saw an ad from a company you've never seen before, would you really send them your postal code, your, your address, everything through a simple form? Not, not likely. Some will, yeah. some will, but it's, it's not likely, right? right? And now if you turn that into an act, it felt like an actual conversation. Where they're mm -hmm. like, you know, feeling you out, right? They're they're hearing what you needed, when you needed it, stuff like that. Um, you'd be a lot more likely because your trust is instantly higher because you feel like you're having a conversation rather than being sold to. Right, 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 right. You know, so that's why we've directed them into messages, but also, you know, when you, you, we're talking leads, leads are redundant, right? Right. You could have a million leads if they're crap, they're crap. Right. right? You can only have a few there that are actually engaged. You know, they answer the phone, they answer the text, they answer the emails, whatever. Those ones are a lot more valuable than just a random phone number you got. Right. right. So you, you want to keep the lead as engaged as possible. <clears throat> right. And part of that would be through having a conversation where they actively have to type out. Because even if they're submitting a lead form, it's like they could have created their Facebook page 10 years ago. Right. And signed up with Facebook with a completely different number. And then Facebook pre-fills your info. So now you're getting a 10-year-old number only to have people answer the phone and be like, what? No, this isn't me or I didn't do that, you know? So, right, right. But whereas when it's an actual message conversation, it's like you're actively manually typing it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm actually thinking about the last time that I did make a purchase through Facebook. Um, I, I had my house power washed and I, I we stopped doing exterior services, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So I, I don't even have a pressure washer anymore. So I just called a company for it. And um, yeah, they, they had some they had video ads and it was, um, you know, transformation process videos. Right. So they were pressure washing. You could see the grime kind of getting cleaned off the house or the sidewalk and all of that. And, uh, it was, you know, send a message. And so I sent a message and then there I was like actually having a real conversation with the, uh, owner of the company. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm interested in getting my house pressure washed. Can you give me a quote? And he was like, yeah, what's your address? And I was like, 
is my address. He's like, it'll be 250 bucks or whatever it was. And I was like, cool, when can you do it? And it was it, like, for me, um, I wouldn't want to fill out a form mm -hmm. because I am protecting my email inbox. I don't want, I don't want to be subscribed to an email that is just going to be like hitting me up every day about power washing for the next, you know, five years. <laughs> I, I don't want that, you know, um, I, I just want to talk to a person. And so I think that the, um, the, the chat features, I, I mean, I think it's, it's just, it's just natural. I mean, the more, the more that I invest myself in, in technology theory and the, in the role of technology and, and, what it looks like in the future, the more human it actually becomes. You know, we we talk to our technology rather than type into it. You know, we um, you express things visually. I mean, there's there's it's just we're we're kind of breaking down this like mechanical input. And I mean, the 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 amount of time I spend writing into a digital device with like my you know with my little pen, my Apple pencil here. <laughs> compared to typing, like I do a lot of old school writing and I'm, and I'm not that much older than you. You don't believe that. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right guys. Right. I'm cool. Right. You know? All right. Um, so, so do you know what I'm saying here? Like, I think, I think this, this idea of the, the more human to human interaction is, is essential but there is this time constraint because like you said, if most of the volume is coming between, you said 6 p.m. and when? 11 p.m. at night. 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. at night. Like, oh my gosh, I've got kids. You know, I got to gotta get the kids to bed. I got to, uh, I just, I want to go, I just want to watch TV at, uh, at 11 p.m. I don't want to deal with a, an incoming customer. So the automation, there might be an inevitable piece of this. 100%. And, it, you know, everybody is just talking about AI this, AI that. Yeah. Right? And if, if you don't adapt, then you'll get left behind. Right. So sure. how can you incorporate that to still keep that, you know, that natural process of social interaction, but make it feel like it's an actual conversation using AI so that, you know, when you're putting your kids to sleep at 8 p.m., you don't have to worry about answering a message. Right. Right. right, right, right. And and with leads, you you know, it's like, especially with the painting leads, it's like, Usually it's not an urgent matter of like compared to, you know, patching, right? Because yeah. patching, you got a ceiling drip in two liters of water every minute, right? Sure. Whereas painting is like purely aesthetic, you know? So that want is very short limited and you want to capitalize on that because if you don't answer and you answer tomorrow, who knows, maybe one of your competitors could have already answered or they're just not interested. Right, 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 right. You know? And so... Go so ahead, tell sorry. me, yeah, you know, you're good. So tell me a little bit about how we should think about um, targeting this audience. Yeah. So obviously demographics is one thing, right? Um, you know, show me an 18 year old who can afford to paint their house, let alone mm -hmm. owns their own house, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's, they're far and few, but why are you spending your budget targeting them? Right. Majority of people are going to be, you know, 30, 35 plus. Right. Right. So obviously the demographic is one thing, but um, yeah, just, just putting yourself out there, putting yourself in front of that camera, making yourself uncomfortable, because if you think of it as a potential lead coming in, you'll be far more likely to do it. 
Whereas if you're just thinking, oh, people are gonna laugh at me for filming myself, you know, right. you'd be less likely to do it. So you just got to make it easier, um, you know. And if anybody reaches out to me, I'm happy to provide scripts for that. Yeah, yeah. Happy. No, I mean, I get, I get that, uh, that, that uh, feeling um, of uh, potential embarrassment. I mean, I. I recognize that I, you know, through the podcast, I'm, I'm pretty visible, visible online. But I, I'd be lying to you if I if I didn't say that, like, I'm not I'm not the guy that that wants to be, you know, making a selfie video all the time. Uh, I'm just not like I, you know, the the more that like there was a time where I was doing it all. the, I was doing it very frequently on a daily basis because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. But the more that I did it, the more I was just like, is this is this the person that I you know want to be like for the, you know, to, like, am I the guy that's like, hey, they're blooming, you know, like, I <laughs> like, I mean, I've seen some like crazy uh, commercials, you know, I was I was watching one. It was like a I don't know, it was like a lawyer or something like this. And he he got himself into a, a wrestling ring and started like wrestling. And I'm like, I just can't be complicit in this type of. Uh, buffoonery you know i can't i can't do this to myself you know and, and maybe i'm too maybe i'm too cool you know maybe i'm too <laughs> cool um for my own good but i guess my question is how do we how do we make this content um in this whole process how do we make it more authentic definitely um so just knowing what you're going to do before you actually do it so you don't just hop in rambling mm -hmm. right and then having like an actual structure maybe not a script so then it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as authentic if you're like thinking of that sentence and then come yeah, back, you know, it right. doesn't feel authentic. Right. But coming in, having an idea, just a rough structure of what you're going to say, some talking you know, points, some talking points, because like we, by doing so, like we've had clients that show up for an estimate and they're like, it's so cool. Like I, I saw you on an ad yesterday and now you're here estimating. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you wouldn't have that if you didn't put yourself out there. Yeah. Right? Because it does build trust. Right. And it might be uncomfortable. hundred percent. I fully agree. You know, I see some of the past reels I've done. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I might, mean. But, might delete later. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop it in the drafts quickly. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, sure. you never know what's going to resonate with someone. You know, your your messaging, your tonality, just your look in general. That could be the, like the 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 resonating factor that gets somebody to engage. And you don't know unless you put yourself out there to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, just for the sake of like, um, if, if, for those who have just a tiny bit of uh, Facebook technical, um, expertise, um, I'll, I'll provide a, 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 you know, kind of a brief overview. You have your campaign objective. It fits into one of three categories. You have awareness, consideration, and conversion. Okay. Um, you have your, the content that you produce, you can, you can take an existing post and you can. Uh, use that as your ad, or you can create a new, uh, create new, new content. Um, what is our, what is our objective in this strategy? Leads through messages. So you could choose um, two or two different types of actual engagement rates, right? Like there's the awareness and you just want engagement. Part of uh -huh. that would be messages uh -huh. and then um, consideration, which is leads, of course. Right. Yeah. So um, you could do both through the actual message platform okay uh and then you could even add faqs directly like frequently asked questions kind of thing as a kickstarter for those automations uh -huh. even if it just fires off one and gives them the next step right okay it's better than none so yes um if you if you're not extremely tech savvy 
a boosted post could go wonders. Um, you know, and it's it's you know, I'm probably gonna get a little, little bit of backlash from the marketing from marketing uh industry for saying it, but who cares about the <laughs> agencies? There, there's too many hacks out there. You're not one of them. I could tell this. All no, right, make me blush for Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, even just like a, a like a boosted post. Yeah. Right? Um, and then just have setting message objectives. It's super simple. You could just do that right there, right? Um, you know, control the budget, control the target audience of where you want it, people, you know, the target geo there. Okay. So set so set your set your objective to get more messages is what you're 100%. saying. 100%. Okay. And in terms of the um, content, are you creating a new post or are you using an existing post for this? As a rule of thumb, uh, a little, well, a little hack could be if you have a post that has a lot of engagement mm -hmm. organically, mm -hmm. I'm sure that'll do pretty well through paid advertising, right? Like if you, if you just posted something like one of your job site walkthroughs, okay. If you mm -hmm. post that organically and it got like 10 likes compared to other posts, that get three likes, mm -hmm. you know, that one's probably going to do a little bit better as an ad because people are already engaging with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, so, totally. um, Definitely create more content, right? But think of it more as documenting. Mm -hmm. I would say when approaching it, you know, document your your processes and your team and your structures and stuff like that. Um, and then that way kind of sets a, a message and resonates better with people because they know what to expect. Right, 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 right. No, that, that makes sense. Um, actually, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I, you know, there was nothing wrong with my strategy. It was, it was actually working. I just, that, that I, I ran out of like, just very yeah right out of juice so so what what i remember doing is that i would actually run i would initially run an engagement campaign on a post and so that i could drive up the the amount of uh views and likes and engagements and then i would run a message ad off of that one because if it had you know 50 to 60 70 likes on it that had that social proof, you know, and, and surprisingly those engagements that, that visit, that visual, the visual aspect of like, Oh, 50 people liked this and there are 20 comments on it. Like that, that is, that actually serves the same purpose as, as, um, it's, it's just as effective at creating social proof as anything else. And, and, and I kind of figured that out just through my own, like, you know, my just paying attention to my own, use of Facebook mm -hmm. because I'd go through and if I saw like an ad, like I would actually look at how many views and likes it got in comments because if it hadn't, if it was crickets, I was like, this isn't legit, <laughs> you know? And that, that doesn't make much sense because I know that I, I know that you can just buy, you know, engagement, you can buy attention basically. So, but, but it's still, I found myself thinking, oh, it's not legit because it doesn't have a lot of likes. And so the thing about the thing about those engagement posts is they're they're actually pretty low cost. And so the um, from from what I you know from what I understand about Facebook ads is that the the things that are lower down the funnel, meaning like the conversion posts, uh, the conversion objectives, those are a higher cost because they're higher competition. A lot of people just when they're doing an ad, they want to go they want to shoot for the kill and drive the the lead. But because there's more competition on that objective, the cost goes way up. And so some of those other objectives like, um, you know, like engagement, there's less competition on that objective. 
And so you, you can get a lot of engagement for a lower cost. And then you combine that with the, with uh, your message ads. And now you've got people who are coming because they're like, oh yeah, they, this, you know, they got, there's that trust factor again. Yeah, this is legit. Yeah. And what, what you can also do next time you're running an ad, um, if you boost it for engagement, send that link to friends, family, past clients and get them to drop a comment on there. Mm. So that if people do read through the comments, just to make sure it's legit, they'll see, yeah, I worked with Orlando and this was that awesome. Or, you know, they did an amazing job painting my house. Right. right. And then that increases the overall trustability factor, but also increases the engagement. So it's right. like, a, it's a little bit of a, you know, like a, a secret sauce of just like building social proof in the actual comments themselves. All right. And, and this is, and this is working for your clients. You're having success with this. Tremendously. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little about it. Yeah. So uh, part of what we do right off the bat is we launch, it's called the high value post, mm -hmm. right? So this is regular selfie stacked with like 10 to 12 before and afters for social proof. Mm -hmm. um, and then the copy is just an introduction with services and benefits, right? Launch that, um, send that to, to, to clients to get them to build engagement on it, mm -hmm. right? Launch that, plug it in with automations in the back end. And then that baby just runs. Like we launched that for one of our clients. Uh, our record with that exact post was 92K in three weeks for one of our clients. Wow. Bonkers. Yeah, that's a lot. Bonkers. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And how much how much ad spend were they uh, putting putting into it? That was less than 400 bucks. Less than 400? Yeah. Where, where was that? He was out of Kelowna, British Columbia. Okay. So it's like it's like a cottage style home kind of stuff right yeah so it's a, it's a good definitely a good market you know yeah yeah we've had tremendous... is the pot what's the population like there honestly i'm not 100 sure but vancouver like the real estate there is just ridiculous it's okay. expensive and this place is like the place where you know people go with money to buy that retirement home or whatever you know so that that oh, audience okay. definitely does have a lot of money but we've launched similar stuff in you know metropolitan areas and i've had a lot of success with it but yeah, 92K in three weeks with 394 in ads was there. Yeah, that's pretty Nuts. good. That's yeah. pretty good. Okay. Okay. This is, this is cool. This is good stuff. You, um, you, you do this for painters, obviously. Why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about how, how, uh, you can help us and, and where to find you. I, I know you mentioned a guarantee that sound pretty good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Totally. So, uh, when we partner up with clients, Right. We partner up for a minimum time of three months at the start. And then after that, we just go month to month. We perform, okay. you keep us going. Okay. Right. Um, in that three months, we do guarantee 30,000. But I did this for a past podcast I was on. So I'll do it for this one too. We'll do 40K for any, uh, any PCA members there. Oh, okay. Big, <laughs> uh, big promises here. Okay. 40K in 90 days, you say? Otherwise, you don't pay. Otherwise, you don't pay. All right. All right. Yes, I, you, you sure you want me to put your website out there? Because I think some people <laughs> might take this. 100%. They can send me screenshot of, screenshots of it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so uh, the website is fwdmediamarketing.com. Um, go there to connect with Lucas Jensen. And um, any any last words of wisdom? What is What will our life look like if we employ this strategy? Yeah. So obviously a lot more off hands, you know, but we still do rely on your collaboration. You know, it's not just uh, give them access and let everything run, but you know, help, help, help us out by sending us more content, you know, send us more job site walkthroughs like what you were doing. Yeah. 
So that'll make all the difference and it's going to be a good partnership. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lucas, uh, uh, for being on the show and, and, and we'll have to have you back on in the future. Definitely, man. Grateful to be here. Thank you, Tolando. All right. Thank you. All right, there we have it. Lucas Jensen with Ford Media Marketing, uh, industry partner and uh, trusted agency of, of several of the, the, the bigger, uh, well-known companies in our, in our industry. I'm glad and grateful to have him on and have his support. Um, I, uh, I, I like the strategy. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, there's there's a, a level of authenticity to it that I appreciate. And, um, you know, when I, I actually teach the strategy and, and when I am teaching it, um, I, I always tell this story about how me and my brother, when we got into business, he was a, you know, look a young looking guy, he's a young guy, but he looks younger than he is, which is, uh, he'll, he'll like that when he's 50, you know, right now, I think, you know, maybe, you know, he'd like to look a little bit older, but, um, the thing is, is that, you know, we'd we were trying to sell these jobs and he would, um, you know, he, the, the customer would start telling us, I honestly don't know if he has the experience. And it was like a blow because I'm like, Oh no, he's been paying. He's actually been painting since he's 16 years old. He's been, he's like been doing it for a long time. He's good. He's a good painter. And so I, I told him, I said, miles, we're gonna have to lean into this. We're gonna have to lean into your youth. We're gonna have to lean into the, the quality of work that you do. And so you're just going to have to be on camera and I'm going to have to point it on you and, and we're going to have to show the people what you do. Because if we if we don't do that, then they're, they're just not going to trust that you can do the work that somebody who has, you know, 28 years of experience can do. And, you know, the little secret that homeowners don't know, but all of us know is that a lot of these 20 year plus experience guys don't they, they can't paint. I mean, there are a lot that are like bad, you know, there's there are a lot that are great, but some of those guys out there are just like 20 years doing what, you know? So the thing is I turned the video on him and uh, it, everything changed. It, it, it changed from doubt and concern about whether he had the experience to people requesting him by name. We want Miles. We want him on our house. So, so I, I believe in the strategy. I'm a champion of the strategy. I need to get back to the strategy. That's what I need to do. All right. Thank you for the PCA for producing this show. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Until next time, my name is Torlando. This has been Paynet. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.